0: Welcome to House Common Blood, where strangers are family. Every episode may contain graphic content such as copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, infantile to immortal, fantasy drug use, nudity, and perhaps mentions of sex, and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned. Now I better be getting paid for this.
1: where we left off um the entire journey uh dust and mega playing uh dust and uh cobalt respectively they both went through uh a few serious things and after i'm done doing this recap we'll uh we'll do campfire story to make up for uh, the one i missed and i'll explain what that is shortly so if i remember correctly you guys had a uh, long rest then you guys decided to uh search for Cobalt's gem instead of trying to find your children that went missing. (laughs) You guys decided to go down to Clearwater Sailing as performers, I think uh, the little gig was, and uh, that ended up working until you met the owner who saw through your BS and basically bought the fact that you guys had Amnesia and decided, you know what, kill two birds with one uh, stone. Make you guys do a dangerous mission, and hopefully you guys will die. Sending you to uh, kill a pirate captain that screwed him over, and uh, didn't pay him money. You guys agreeing to that, uh, got a little bit of information about what's happening on the streets, and you've deduced that uh, a lot of the drug dealings come from the gang, the Wild Ones. Then you guys went to the Bleeding Barrel, where you guys uh, met a guard named Fallon, who uh, helped you guys out a bit after a chase scene i believe of uh of the wild one's uh gang gang members trying to uh tattle on you and you get stitches by uh cobalt freezing his feet and his permanent disability being footless then you guys decided uh you know to uh talk to felon And Fallon showed you guys to uh, the Bleeding Barrel where you guys questioned the entire bar and met Jacked with uh, one of his uh, gang members, who was a goblin. You guys got a little bit more information out of him. I can't remember the exact details. But uh, you guys decided it was finally time to look for the kids until you guys met a spy from Clearwater Sailing in the Wild Ones gang. And you guys basically blackmailed him to come with you. And once you got to an alleyway, he said, what the fuck? And that's where we cut off. Did I miss anything?
2: The whole time, Cobalt was a dog.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was super important. Every (laughs) situation, like hard situation you guys went through, you treated Cobalt, who was a kobold, as a dog. And everyone was so stupid that they didn't think twice about it besides a goblin. Pretty impressive. Yeah, that's uh, how it went. Alright, so uh, what we're gonna start off is not with uh, starting back with the alleyway, but instead I want to make a roll between Cobalt uh, and, uh, or not Kobold, uh, Kobold and Dust. Uh, kobold, your evens, Dust, your odds. Alright, Dust. We're gonna set up the scene a little bit. You guys are at the orphanage, the night's getting late, and you hear the slight screaming. <laughs> The faint screaming of demons in the distance with an opening in your wall for your uh, housing. You see Cobalt trying to close his ears a little bit. And I want to ask you, what kind of question do you ask Cobalt?
2: Do you hear them, Cobalt?
3: Everyone's screaming outside.
2: It's nothing to worry about. We'll be safe in here.
3: No, no, no. When when, when Cobalt clutch scream, usually bad thing.
2: That's why we stay in here. My kids are safe. You'll be safe as well. So, kobold, I've never seen your kind before. Where do you come from? Kobold come from! I went full of other kobolds! So there's more of you?
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lots more!
2: Are you guys all the same color? Do you guys all look alike? Are you guys brothers?
1: Kobold not sure what brother is, but...
2: Now how far away is that place? Are you guys from outside the city?
0: Cobalt just gives you a confused look and then suddenly looks
1: really sad. Cobalt don't know where Cobalt is!
2: (laughs) It's okay, you can stay here as long as you want. Do you not remember? How you got here?
3: Cobalt remember, but Cobalt confused.
2: I know, I'm a little confused about the amnesia too. Do you remember, you know, growing up? What was that like?
4: did people do everyone everyone born everyone live everyone have job cobalt have very important job
2: what was your job
0: it's uh, takes a finger points at the ceiling and then a ray of frost appears from it that
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well now i got to clean that up but that seems like a fun job
1: all right we'll end that little rp right there that was good um so i'm gonna roll 1d4 that was pretty good. Um, you got a one. So, I want you to remember, uh, Cobalt, that you have an inspiration. You can use that whenever you desire. And I'm not sure if I specified, but, uh, when it comes to inspiration, I know everyone has their own, like, uh, slight variations. Uh, my variation, I'm pretty sure is the standard. But, uh, any kind of reroll for attack, damage, whether it be my monster or, uh, your character, you can roll at advantage or disadvantage. Clear? Cobalt, Remember! All right, sounds good to me. Now, uh, before we begin, uh, Dust, can you make me a wisdom saving throw and tell me if you get higher than 13? No. <laughs> Did you get a nat one? That was a natural one. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you're you're trying to think hard about uh, what happened last night or like this night, I should say, and uh, it's not coming to you. Maybe next long rest you might get the gears running on how you ended up on that island. Now, let's imagine this scene, you know, dust cleaning off the ice and cobalt, like, still, you know, laughing slightly, being ignorant of the screams outside. And let's turn this into, say, a sepia tone photograph in our mind as it burns away. And we start off the new day somewhere else, nowhere near the valley, nowhere near may- uh, uh, cobalt and dust. We uh, see a dwarf pounding on a door. In the jade hills unlike uh, the blighted slums there's grass everywhere the houses are nice the architecture is phenomenal it looks like a roman design it has like a fish shingled uh, fish shaped uh, shingles on each roof and uh this this building is big it has a spire and uh floating objects uh, here and there around the property as the banging persists we see a butler i would say open the door he is orcish strangely enough he opens the door gives a inquisitive look then gives a firm nod as we hear like uh silent words going through both their mouths as the orc leads the way eventually the dwarf passing uh candles and a variety of magical items encased in glass eventually reaches a door where The butler gives a very quiet, but persistent knock, and then the dwarf is let in. We see a man at the table, chubby, his rolls of fat wrinkling up his hands, and has a uh, cyst on his face. His yellow clothes has a, a crest of the sun, but instead of regular, you know, lines to represent the radiance, it's tentacles that goes around a circle. The cyst-faced man looks at uh, the dwarf and goes, "What is it?" Now, what does the dwarf look like?
4: The dwarf is gonna be your standard-sized dwarf, a little bit of four feet tall, but he has a long black beard with a little bit of white strands in it. But also, you can spot in kind of in the sunlight little little glints of gold, kind of kind of almost like weeds into his beard as well. Uh, Kind of rugged looking, but you can tell, like, he uh, he holds himself very well. Like, a couple of tattoos going down his arms, and it looks like he can stick a little bit of gold lining in the tattoos as well. And he's got, like, a... Uh, yeah.
1: Not good So So, I'm sorry. I was just messing with stuff at first. Mm-hmm. The the man looks at you and uh, goes, uh, What do you want? What's your name? Well,
3: turns out you're the man to see. Because I've got a problem. Oh, you got and a problem? I've got a problem... That makes
1: it yours. Oh, it does, it does. Hmm. And he just, uh, like, slams his fist on the desk. It is common courtesy for you to give a name when asked. It's common courtesy not to
3: steal one's family belongings.
1: I stole nothing of the sorts. And he just gets angry with you as the temper rises. And he takes a few deep breaths. (laughs) He is extremely unhealthy. And he sits down and takes out a handkerchief, again with the crest of the sun with the tentacles on it, and pats his forehead as beads of sweat roll down his fat folds.
3: Slow down, you crocking lover! I am Simmerforge. I am from the north, and you have known my people, for you have seen their weapons and used them for much time. Our weapons have been stolen!
1: Simmerforge? And he just looks at you, and then when you said your weapon's stolen, he goes... (laughs) <laughs> starts laughing at you a dwarf whose weapon is stolen <laughs> and after his lo- laughing dies down he goes oh. <laughs> hello shimmerford my name is david david gerlantau and he just uh, offers a hand to you but you know he kind of overstretches over his desk a bit. He doesn't even go around it, so it looks like he's... I about look to... at
4: the hand that has, like, the handkerchief and all the nasty snot probably on yeah. it, and I just... Uh, I kind of, like, wipe my snot off my face with my hand and kind of extend my hand, too.
1: Yeah, so when you guys put your hands together and, like, take it apart, there's, like, strings of mucus in between the hands. And, and I he... kind of nod
4: at that, like, I'm right.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so he just wipes it off with his handkerchief... And uh, he goes, uh, I'm sorry to say, but like my butler told you, I am very busy. My audience is very short on time. And he uh, looks at uh, some writing uh, parchment on his table and he says, I have a guest coming soon. So uh, make this quick.
3: I need information. I, you are the only person I know to see. What can the Magical Inquisition do for you? Give me a name. Point me in a direction. of no, There must be a faction or something that leads these type of things.
1: For an heirloom, <laughs> if I found such a weapon, it would be in my hands. <laughs> and uh, he starts looking over like the map. If you look at uh, the Roll20 screen, it's like a sepia, you know, like a parchment like outline of this city as is. And uh, he starts, like, stroking his uh, baby face like, uh, double chin. And he's going, hmm, let's see, let's see. And he well, just I, goes, um, yeah. Go right so, down. like,
4: just, like, point of fact from from me, he would, because the Inquisition generally is trying to collect these items for themselves as well, right? Yes. So, uh. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I would let him know that, um, if you help me find
3: this, there will be much in it for you as well.
1: Yes, I know, I know. Semaphorge is famous for the magical artifacts. And uh he's taking your uh, your request a little serious, but uh can you uh, roll me a persuasion?
4: For sure. Oh god. Yeah. Come on first roll. 16. With a negative one on it. Boop. So it wasn't All right. 17.
1: Alright, uh next time make sure to roll on uh, roll twenty so I can see your rolls. Oh, hurt. I apologize. Yep, it's fine, I accept that one. So uh you roll a 16 and uh he again starts like sweating profusely but this time he uses his not like filled like handkerchief to wipe it off so he's starting to get like a little green <laughs> yeah a little a little green on his forehead with the sheen and he's going oh yeah sure she I see and um he looks at the map and he's about to point out where he think.
4: let I haven't really been outside of my area too much, and I'm thinking this is like general customs because I don't have very, very high charisma ratings and things of that nature. So, like, I gotta pull a booger out of my nose and put it on my forehead.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, you do that, and uh, yeah, he just gives you a quizzical look then shakes it, thinking it's a weird dwarf custom. Um, he he's about to point out on the map somewhere in the blighted slums where he think uh your answer might lie then he stops himself then he gives you a mischievous grin and he sits down and goes all right all right what is in it for the magical inquisition
3: should i help shimmerforge simmerforge needs your help the game controller if simmerforge gets our weapons back we can create something you have never seen mm. for you a specific item. Nothing mm-hmm. for enough. No, no mundane item made for magical uses
1: for the, the regular warriors, but for you. Mm-hmm. And he looks at you and goes, hmm, "I would like to take your word for that." And he uh, word of
3: a shimmerforge is the only word there is.
1: Yes, as they say, the word of a is a word of shimmering gold. And he. uh rings a bell and uh you hear a little ding ding and then uh finally a crisp knock on the door and he says come in please and you see the orc butler that led you in comes to the side and leans in his ear and uh the fat man just goes her papers please write me up this then he goes in detail of uh, the contract that he wants written up and he goes as much as i'd love to take a word for it i prefer something that the court would agree with and uh after like say five ten minutes uh it writes up contract would you uh make me a let's see an intelligence or wisdom roll either one and uh let's see perception or insight depending on which one you have better
4: okay you said uh so you said multiple things so which ones you want me to roll yeah
1: first one well, it's your choice. Like, tell me which one's higher, perception or insight?
4: They're, they're Either one is above plus five for
1: me, so. Okay, then it doesn't matter. Make a, a, a wisdom uh, insight check then.
4: All right, so cool. I'll do a uh, insight check real quick with my plus five yep. roll. And,
1: oh, Matt 20. Matt 20. Um, you look at the contract, and uh, you see he's trying to pull one over on you. In the very fine print, it's written in jargon as, like, something, uh, incomprehensible, but when you actually say it aloud, it says, uh, should 24 hours pass and, uh, a ma- like, a magical artifact isn't on his desk, that you are to owe him, like, a, uh, a, a militia's worth, like, uh, specifically, like, 200 man's worth of magical artifacts. Should, uh, like, Simmerforge not follow through with it, it would mean, uh, a classic, like, uh, play, uh, plaintiff uh, lawsuit for uh, all of your possessions from your clan.
4: I, I slowly look up in the paper and just, Do you think me a fool?
1: <laughs> and uh, he starts sweating a lot more knowing that he got caught and goes, I don't know how that got to there. And he calls in the orc and starts yet braiding him and he just goes, How could you write something like that in there? And he's just like, give some soft punches. You know he's trying to hurt him, but the orc uh is unfazed by it. Doesn't really harm him. As he's getting a few punches on like uh the shoulder and arm and he just goes, "Well, that to where it's fair for him." And the orc just gives a nod and writes up a new contract that seems fair on both sides. Uh if you want, you can uh establish um like uh as he's writing it, you can establish conditions right now. But as it is, it's just uh, you know, He gives you information, and you promise that within your life and uh, your, uh, you know, descendants and your clan's uh, longevity, that with this information, uh, the Magical Inquisition is owed one magic artifact. Any conditions you'd like to add to that?
4: Yes, upon as long as the Inquisition will allow the passage of our weapons after we have gotten uh, our... um... We've gotten our... our this materials as well that we're getting back. I forget. Our materials back will also pay tribute to the Inquisition once a year with, an, with a, a, a personal item.
1: Make a uh, persuasion check with advantage since you uh, caught him off guard with uh, uh, catching how he's trying to trick you.
4: Negative ones. Oh, God. I rolled a two, so it's a one. So you rolled it twice, though? Oh, no, I didn't. I'm sorry. Yep. Advantage. Yep. Yep. Roll one roll more time. Roll persuasion twice. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 15 to so 14.
1: Okay, Um. he agrees to the terms. If he would have failed that, he would have asked for uh, half the magical components. And he goes, well, that's fair, that's fair. It's the only way that I can uh, uh, give back to uh, the treachery that almost went foot, unbeknownst to both of us. And he just gives you a smile, and he's like, well, shimmering gold, as they say. And uh, he gives a hand out to uh, uh, Shake It. I, I, I
4: wipe the snot on my nose again and extend my hand out. Yep.
1: Yeah. Again, it's mucus. And uh, mm-hmm. he asks you. He asks you one more question, and he goes. Uh, so, what, what are these uh, magical components? You'll know them when you see them. Mm-hmm. If you know Maybe the name, you, you know the item. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna make a uh, 20 check. Can you make a? Uh... Hang on. No. He's confused. He just looks at you and shakes his head like oh it's not my problem and uh he looks at the map and he points right here on the map you see that
2: mm-hmm.
1: yep he points right there and uh if uh, you were to look at the map if you were to uh look at the map uh it would be in the blighted slums which is separated by a uh, you know a river between the two sides jade hills and blighted slums Beyond the blighted slums to the left, and on the top right of uh, the city. Um, he uh, looks at you and just goes, Well, that is the best I can give you. Then you hear another knock on the door. And he goes a little pale. He goes, I, I didn't expect this. And uh, you hear the orc just uh, say, like, something for the first time. Like, uh, audibly. Usually he used a lot of gestures to uh, convey what he was going to say, but he seems to be doing this out of respect. Now greeting Longpaw, Leo of the family. And uh, you see the doors open. And what does this man look like, John?
0: So a, a large lion walks through the door. His hair is well-groomed, and he's wearing a, a nice, a nice, elegant outfit. As he's walking in, kind of casually, he's ficking at his teeth with his claw, as he's just kind of walking in as, he, as if he owns the place.
1: Mm-hmm. And you can see that uh, David is like physically recoiling from looking at you. It seems like he has some sort of uh, perturbed fear of you. And uh, he looks at you and goes, Leo, I i mean Mr. Longpaw, what business do you have here today?
0: I'm here to uh Arrange some trade negotiations between our houses
1: and he looks at you and the dwarf and he starts to go a little bit more pale and he just goes, uh, oh, Leo, I don't know what you're talking about. And he just keeps like darting his eyes towards the dwarf and he goes magical inquisition doesn't engage in trade and you're sort of picking up on subtle clues that <laughs> he wants to try to keep this a secret.
0: Now, my friend, and I don't think that's the deal we had.
1: And, <laughs> yeah, and he just uh, recoils, and he well, just... <laughs> yeah, he looks at... Four, just always welcome to trade. And he again goes pale as he realizes he's digging himself a hole, and he's like... Long part. And he just sighs defeatedly and goes, damn it all. What are the conditions? What what do you wish, fine sir?
0: Well, seeing as how this deal might be a little bit less authentic than we originally agreed upon, I think that the price has increased.
1: Uh, You don't say. I believe with uh, our words, we agreed the secrecy of our deals.
0: Secrecy? I have not disclosed anything about it. You're the one that's Seems to be panicking.
1: Yes, and he looks at Simmerforge and goes, I wasn't expecting an audience with our deal today. I look him up and down and... Don't let me disturb you. Carry <laughs> on. <laughs> do you just stay there? <laughs> I just tapping my foot and my arms crossed. <laughs> okay, what do you say, uh, John?
0: I look him up and down and see that he's kind of dirty and I'm like, I can see you weren't expecting an audience
3: no, quite, um, so, quite so
0: uh but i i don't have much time so i'd rather get this done with now
1: and uh he writes up a contract for you as well really quick um do you, what are the details of this uh contract of yours what what exactly are you trying to sell or get out of this deal
0: um i'm uh, arranging deliveries and um like basically a trade agreement so i deliver some stuff he sends some stuff and we sell it, but, um, mm. kind of uneven, so I'm, I'm expecting some some money up front to secure the deal.
1: Alright, um, what I want you to do is make a, a persuasion check really quick.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 17 plus...
1: Yeah, no, you, uh, got the money, so, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll do it this way. Um, I will roll a, a 1d100 really quick. Uh, we'll do it twice and see how much of money he wants up front. Out of, a 200 coin. He gives you about half the money in a, uh, sack. It's 109 gold coins. And he goes, uh, I-, I expect for you to make the shipment in the utmost secrecy. Is that clear?
0: Yes, of course. Discretion is our policy with this type of deal.
1: So I I want to know specifically: Are you? Uh, is he uh, giving this to you to uh, act as like a middleman to uh, give to someone else, or are you giving to him?
0: He, he's he's giving it to me so I can yeah kind of as like
1: collateral man, yep. yeah. Yep. Okay, so you're acting as basically a merchant to sell these kind of items. And uh, he gave you half the payment, and he goes, uh, "I expect recompensation of the highest degree when the sale is made. Is that clear?"
0: Of course, you've, I know you know of the Longpa conglomerate, and our reputation precedes us.
1: And he would. he starts like wiping away like the sweat with this like snot-filled handkerchief on his forehead, and goes, yes, yes, I uh, quite know, getting a little bit more pale. I know quite well of the long paw, claw Um, and he, uh, go, uh, he motions you over, uh, to say something in secret. But, obviously, like, uh, Simmerforge, you're not deaf, and the guy's trying to be secret, but he's saying it a little too loud. He, uh, he points at the map the same place that, uh, he showed Simmerforge, and he goes, uh, That is a common dealing spot. If you wish to uh, make a little money on the side, you can find those uh, ruffians and uh, take what is owed to you. Basically telling you, you know, drug dealer uh, deals are going on there. You might be able to find what you're looking for.
0: Good to know. Thank you. And I uh, go in to shake his hand and I see how dirty it is. Yep. And I... um, Use my prestidigitation to clean it off before I <laughs> touch him.
1: Yeah, and he goes, "Oh, why, why thank you," and uh, shakes your hand with both hands. The other hand is now like also filled with snot, so y- you you still get a little snot on the back of your yeah. paw.
0: I'm gonna like wipe it on my my uh, like on his furniture. He's disgusted.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, he uh he uh sits down. And uh, before you guys leave, he uh, looks at Simmerforge again and he goes, uh, Simmerforge, there's something I've been uh, meaning to ask you. What do you say? I'm, I'm here. He goes, uh, by chance, is your, uh, is your family missing some, uh, simmering gold? Well, looks like you put your twos together. Yeah, well, he didn't catch it on when you're subtly hinting at it, but he was just thinking about it, and he just tells you, "We've been, uh, we've been getting a strange shipments that we've been seeing on the streets," and uh, he basically tells you that uh, he's been seeing this like like recurrent ore on the streets that been getting repossessed and uh, sent to him, and uh, he puts down like uh basically a ore that looks like uh rainbow in, like encased in uh glass with a gold sheen so kind of looks transparent with a, a myriad of colors swirling about it, it
4: I walk over does to this it and for, I, yeah yeah I touch I, I I touch it and I use my identify Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep and uh uh that's an actual spell right? identify um yeah so it it's exactly what it looks like it is your. Stone of your uh, family make this is what made your uh, family like uh, pop out like amongst your clans this is what's made your name it is simmering gold this is it. This, this, this this is what will earn you your weapon of the gods yeah and tia uh, looks at it and uh tells you you don't by chance know the side effects of inhaling this while mining it do you can you make me an intelligence check really quick, or wisdom, either one, whichever is higher? Uh, just make a history as well, as a secondary skill.
4: A history check. I'll do that one first. That's a fourteen.
1: Uh, you know it. Uh, it does have a, a side effect of getting you high, like off your ass high. Oh wow.
4: Oh, wisdom is also a fourteen.
1: Yep. Uh, it, it it's good enough. So he looks at you and just goes uh. Uh, the gangs on the street are using this, and he looks down at the ore. To make profit, not by making weapons, but grinding it into a dust and making it into drugs. Yeah, waste. I, know.
4: I, I, I looked like really confused at that word.
1: Yeah. He, people are using this as a recreational drug. And he looks at the ore and just lifts it up and under the light, you can see like uh, uh, rainbow lights, like shining through it. So you see clear like white light or yellowish pale light go through it. Then it comes out and splits like a prism. And he goes, uh, this beautiful ore, it has so much potential yet, these idiots know not how to use it properly. And he looks at you and puts down the ore and slides it towards you and goes, Good faith of our deal, please, is naturally yours. I, thank you. Mm-hmm. And Tia uh, goes, uh, Good day to you both. And uh, tries to shoo you away. Shoo you away, Samaritan Forge. But uh, Longpaw, he, uh, you know, gets out the bells and whistles to make sure that your leave is uh, much more uh, hospitable. Basically, you know, Guiding you out, while Simmerforge, he's just you know waving away.
0: You you know your neighbors. They uh, they offered me tea when I was there.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, he goes pale again, and he goes. Oh, I'm so sorry for this discourtesy. Don't uh, worry, I'm
0: uh, I'm sure you'll do better next time. (laughs) No,
1: he actually he actually like quickly goes to his desk. And you see a glow of magic from his hands as he's trying to construct something. You see, like, leaves. If you do, like, a perception check for me, I will I can tell you a little bit more about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Ten plus.
1: It it doesn't <laughs> require much knowledge. Those are expensive-looking leaves. It looks like, a, like rare shipments. And you see, like, a few, like, weird elements, like, say, like, a feather. And, uh, basically grinds it together and, uh... Gives it to you, like a teacup, fresh and hot. Uh, Give it a taste.
0: I give it a a sip.
1: It is terrible. The worst tea you've ever had in your life. Because he did it with magic and he was hurried.
0: All right, I'd wince a little bit and press the digitation, make it taste better, and then politely drink it.
1: Yeah. And he goes, I apologize. I'll make sure that you are more comfortable. A person of your status shouldn't stand such uh, discourtesies. And uh, he shows you on the way out and uh, gives you one more gold coin as a gesture that he's sorry. So in total, you have, uh, I believe, 110 gold coins. Make sure to keep track of that. Okay. Yep. Uh, You guys both go outside. Do you uh, say anything to each other? Do you guys just, like, stay quiet and go to the same location?
3: Well, yeah, I, w- I would look to him, saying, hmm, "Since we have similar goals."
0: Indeed, I, I want to get this drug off of our streets.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't know what these drugs are, but I know that they don't are not worthy of my family's fuck. Uh, I start to get really angry, start stomping. Let's go. <laughs>
1: the web. As you guys are leading the way, uh, you go to uh, the central island, or like I would say an island, but it's basically like a a pinnacle rock with a few barracks and a toll booth. And uh, you see a guard standing there. Uh, He has a scar uh, rate by one of his eyes, and uh, he has thick knuckles and brown like short hair. And uh, he looks at you coming through. Uh, Simmering Forge and goes, Alright, right, uh, let me see the toll. Then, uh, he sees Longpaw and goes, oh, <coughs> hello, sir. And, uh, oh, wait, hang on. <laughs> That's, uh, too close to him. He's like, uh, hello, sir. And, uh, just opens up the toll to let Longpaw through really quick, then closes it back down before Simmering Forges get through, and he just holds out a hand expecting a toll.
0: And who oh, I yeah.
1: yeah, I know who you are. And as such, I expect you to pay.
0: Excuse me, sir. Um this one is with me.
1: He looks at you, uh Longpa, and he goes, uh, I am terribly sorry. And uh opens the toll again. I, I promise this won't happen again, Longpaw. Please don't tell my superior.
0: What's your name again?
1: Uh Fallon. Fine sir. Okay. Fallon.
0: Oh. I'm glad to see that there are some men doing a good jobs around here. I'll make sure your superiors hear of it. Yep,
1: yeah, he goes a little red on the cheeks and he goes, oh, do you require an escort?
0: I think we can handle it
1: from here, thank you. And he yeah. gives you a nod. Um, can you do an insight check for me please? Yeah. Thirteen. He just looks disheartened, but uh he just gives you a smile and goes out. Uh, right right, so you have a good day. And uh leads you along the way and barks orders at the next cause there's like two toll booths or like uh four toll booths uh in total across four bridges. The biggest toll is uh, going to Jade Hills. The minor tolls that require silver pieces and other shit uh, require, you know, going to uh, the Soldier's Pass and going to a new area. And uh, he just tells them to let you both through without paying a fee. Um, I assume you take the bridge on the topmost or are you taking uh, the long way around through the middle?
0: Uh, I imagine I'm probably taking the the faster route.
1: Yep. All right. So, uh, you guys go through the topmost bridge, and uh, you guys are going along. How tall are you?
0: Me? Um, yeah. I'm about six foot tall.
1: Nice.
4: That's a sight to see right there.
0: Yeah, And I'm um, pretty, uh, you know, polished, so I, I like to stand tall and make sure, make my presence
1: known.
4: Yeah. Maybe I, I'll try to, like, start mimicking your walk, because you kind of have better posture than I do. <laughs>
1: mm mm-hmm. Um, as you guys are going along, uh, you see, strangely uh, enough, like, through these slums, you see clothesline pinned between, like, uh, claustrophobic-esque, like, uh, uh, tight spaces between all these buildings. Like, there's a lot of shacks, there's a lot of big buildings that host, like, 12 to 15 families in one spot, but it's all congested, and everyone's wearing tattered clothes and are as dirty as all hell this is the lowest of the low class that you're going into and you see a man on a soapbox he he has a a knight uniform on and uh it looks blue if i remember right black with a blue trimming and uh what the hell was the symbol it looks like a european crest uh basically like if you guys ever seen like a the three-pedaled kind of crest with the three spikes on bottom, if you guys understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, okay. yep. And uh, he is uh, going about just saying, uh, here ye, here ye. The Earl has stated new laws. Firstly, then he uh, opens up a uh, parchment and uh, he says, here ye, here ye. Earl Diamond oh, has his- yep. He uh, uh, basically yells like a uh, uh, random laws. Like uh, such as, uh, the taxes in this area have been risen a fourth. And you hear people like visibly groan and he says, uh, oh, Curfew has been reduced by one hour. Make sure to get to bed earlier. Then um, he looks through it and says, uh, Anyone caught with numb tongue shall, and he goes through it saying, Be in prison, therefore, in death row to be and he go like a uh, switches the parchment over and goes to battle to death in the coliseum that be it and uh he goes to a different area to repeat the same thing uh do you guys uh do anything on the way there or are you going straight to your destination hmm. um is there ale uh yes you can actually make a stop at a tavern nearby it's been a long journey you gotta see what the ale
3: so tastes like in the southern
1: southern areas
0: I could go for a drink.
1: All right, so you guys go into uh, one of the taverns. Um, as you guys uh, go in, you see that uh, the tavern is called the Piss and Whistle. You see just a steady like uh, stream on the sign, like it looks like it's supposed to be like a river. Then you see like uh, lips underneath the stream, like uh, giving like a musical note. And you guys uh, go in, and it does smell like urine, like heavily smell like urine and uh you see that uh the person manning the bar is an elf uh rubbing down uh, the counter and uh looks like he's in an argument with uh, one of the patrons and all you hear is oi if you don't like the beer get the fuck out and uh you see the patron look up and goes you know this is the only place i can afford if you think that i'm going to leave this piss and you're an infested place you got another thing coming and uh looks like they get into like a small fight over the counter like uh, the bartender gives a few punches while uh, the patron gives like a few like gut punches and uh you see that this starts a little bit of a bar fight like near the bar itself and uh, do you guys participate or let it simmer down yeah uh, my going to place
0: <laughs> yes it's uh Lively.
1: What is that? You want to earn your drink a little? Yeah, and the moment uh, the dwarf makes himself known, uh, everyone squints at the dwarf. Then their eyes naturally fall to Longpa, and again, everyone's face goes white, and the fight. Do they stop? Yeah, they stop the moment they see uh, Longpaw. Damn it! <laughs> I gotta stop traveling with you. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, I have
0: this effect on most people.
1: Oh my god. So, uh, you, uh, do you guys go up to the counter?
0: Uh, yeah, I'll go up there. I'd another. say first
1: one's on me, but looks like it's on you.
0: Yeah, uh, Barkeep. Mm-hmm. Two, um, L's, and, uh, uh you can put yeah, it on yes,
1: the... Yes, Mr. Mr., Mr. Longpaw. You can I put it on my tab. I just look at the
4: elf, it like a, like a, just like, <laughs> just mean mugging the shit out of the elf, just staring him down. <laughs>
1: no, you do
3: nothing silly to it, neither. Mm.
1: Yep, yeah, and... Yeah, and, uh, he just gives you, like, a uh, squinted look, then looks back at Longpaw with, like, a, uh he, he basically rubs his hands and squints his eye in a happy fashion, rubbing his hands. And, uh, basically gives you guys, uh, the house treat. And, uh, he puts it down, and he says, uh, alright, uh, this is, uh, this is, uh, and basically, like, stuttering. And, uh, he correct. finally puts it down, like, Draining takes a shot... Yeah, a banshee scream, and uh, the moment you drink it, hoarfrost comes out of your mouth. Can you make a constitution check? Thirteen. Oh, nine. You got nine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you drink it as well?
0: Uh, I was gonna see what happens to the other guy who drinks it. <laughs>
1: your tongue got frostbitten, and he was going to warn you uh, warn you that you drink it slowly to avoid uh, freezing your tongue. Now no, that you, you froze,
3: me.
1: yeah. You, now that you froze your tongue a bit, uh, you're gonna have trouble speaking. You're gonna have a disadvantage when it comes to persuasion or intimidation checks. Oh, yeah, and he goes, uh, uh, quite sorry, sir. I was trying to warn you, but uh, you were a little hasty. Uh, he looks at uh, Longpaw and goes, "Please, sir, uh, make sure to drink this slowly."
0: I give it a little sip and I give him a like a smile and a wink.
1: It tastes amazing. The flavor is overwhelming. It's best way to say it, it, tastes like uh honey and blueberries, but there's no bite to it. And the moment you breathe, again, like a small amount of uh cold breath comes out whenever you speak. It's kinda like uh I'm I'm not sure if you guys have ever seen it, but uh dragon ice cream, I believe that's what it's called. When you uh eat it, like you actually like spew out a bit of cold.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I'm furious and I'm freaking out. Like I'm, I'm not used to this. I get on top of the bar and I raise up my fist to fight the elf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it takes me based... a little bit to climb up on top of the bar.
1: <laughs> Can you uh make uh no fuck it? So you get on top of the bar and uh I don't he...
4: actually go towards him, but I have my fists up like that. Like just like like I'm trying to say like put put up, but it comes out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so like, it's kind of like Popeye, like uh, that kind of uh, swirl yeah, of the pretty hands. Pretty much. Yep. And uh, the elf looks up at the dwarf and then looks back at Longpaw and then shakes his head and he's like, alright, I gotta stand my own ground. Then uh, he puts up his hands too. Instead of a regular what? fight, let's uh, have a, uh, a tiny bit of a skill challenge. Oh, not skill challenge. Uh, basically back and forth. So we're going to see who gets three successful hits first and uh you don't need to roll for damage so i uh, make just a general attack roll with your fists first one is 15. yep that hits he does two so he misses uh give me another roll oh uh, is 16. you make another hit uh does 13 hit you uh, it does not okay make one more hit oh eight that does not hit he oh. does nine that doesn't hit the one either. two
4: punch hits and then yeah come on hit him with the uppercut let's go oh my god nat one so it's a four Oh my god. <laughs> he gets a five. <laughs> Alright, go go again. Let's see it. Nothing silly for the net one.
1: And oh, that one again? No no okay, no no no. A, no, okay.
4: no. No, that's on the twelve.
1: Okay. So the way I see it is uh you get up on the bar and you know, just numbly say, oh, uh, let's go uh, and he just goes, Right, I'm gonna take you on, you little bastard. And uh, you you give him, like, a quick one-two right to the face. He kind of blacks out and sees stars for a second before shaking his head. He tries to hit you, but uh, how do you dodge all of his punches?
4: I don't. I think I just, like, kind of, instead of dodging, it's like wherever he's about to punch I kind of, like, just punch it with my body instead.
1: (laughs) So you go towards it, like, taking away the damn. Yeah, I see it. Like, you're basically not giving him enough time to wind up, so he's only doing half punches on you. And eventually, uh, how do you knock him out?
4: Uh, just the straight fucking dive forehead, uh, like, into him, like, uh, diving right at him with my forehead.
1: Yep, and the way I see it is, like, a bit cartoonish. We see your head, like, from his perspective, his eyes. He sees your forehead going in. It goes black. Then, like, you bring your head back, and we see him, like, his eyes are all squiggled. There's, like, blood trickling down his nose, and he's like, how's it going? Then fucking plummets his head to the bar, then down to the did ground. Did he have a
4: hat on his head? If he did, I wanted to grab it and put it on my head before he fell.
1: Sure, it it looks like a cowboy hat. Yep, it okay. looks like a cowboy hat. And right, you cool. hear everyone roar to life. we And everyone's super happy.
3: Um, on the house!
1: And you start up a bit of a shanty. Uh, do you guys stay?
4: For uh duration? Well, I, I stay there and act like a bartender for a little bit and start pouring people drinks and just right. kind of let like letting it flow. And can like, I find let, like a I teach them a song? Like a, <laughs> a
0: spoon or something?
1: Yeah, you can um, find a spoon. All right. Yeah,
0: and I'm gonna warm it and I give it to um, Simmerforge to to kind of. Uh, oh yeah, because the
4: song that, that I was tongue. singing I was just like doing yeah. nothing at first. <laughs> like, just, here, like, you like, might little, need this cold tongue.
0: <laughs>
1: All right, so you hand him the spoon. What the hell is he supposed to do with the spoon? Like, hit side. I warm I it.
0: I use prestidigitation. I, I make it warm so he can, like, put it in his mouth to, like, warm his tongue.
1: Oh, yeah, that's genius. Do you put it in your mouth? I look at it really confusing for a second. Yeah.
0: And I kind of just I... mind, put it in your oh, mouth. Okay.
4: Yeah. And then I do it, and, like, I'm, I kind of barely touch it with my tongue at first, and I'm freaking out, and you yeah. oh, okay. Then put it in my yeah. mouth, and
1: yeah. Roll 1d4. Heard. Roll, roll, roll. 1d4. It's A2. Alright. Uh, for two days, you can't taste anything. Ooh. So, yep, beer has no taste, uh, food has no taste, nothing like taste. So I'm you. frantically
4: trying all the things behind the bar and getting increasingly angrier.
1: Yes. Um. Can you guys uh, specify, do you guys stay there for an hour, two hours? What's happening here?
4: Uh, I, yeah, I'd say after that, we can't for like a good like, you know, 45 minutes to an hour and then you know, Good. Especially since I can't hear, I can't taste anything. I'm just like this is not worth it.
1: All right. Uh, as you guys uh, leave the tavern, if you guys have nothing else, um, as you guys leave, uh, you see that the guards start rushing into the bar. And uh, basically, you hear a lot of people getting hurt as you guys are leaving. It uh, appears that someone has tattled on like uh, you guys that something bad was going on in the bar. And uh, if you guys would have stayed there past an hour... You guys would have uh, had a generous fight with the guard. Woo! Yeah, like, avoided that. There. Just, 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 there was trouble brewing. <laughs> yeah. And we All like right. walk
4: past them, just kind of. Ooh, 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 ooh.
1: <laughs> yeah, you see a few guards uh, go past you, and like a few of them specifically stop to uh, say hello to Longpaw and give a bow before leaving.
0: They give him a, a friendly wave.
1: Yep. Yeah, and they, you know, blush a little bit, going, "Oh, you waved at me." Now <laughs> I'll, I'll look up at them um, like. Oh, that was a good stop.
0: Yeah, I was, haven't had that much activity in a while.
1: As you guys are walking down the street and getting closer to uh, the alleyway, leading to uh, the lot that you were told by by uh, David, you see a strange group. You see an orc with a missing tusk and, like, uh, you know, holes in his ears. And you see a cat. And both of you guys make a... Uh, perception check for me and tell me what it is. Ooh, 18. Yeah, 18. Uh, 5. Okay, um, please, uh, Leo, make a history intelligence check for me. Tell me if you get over 14.
0: I got a 16.
1: Alright, you're fine. Um, please, Simmerforge, make me a history intelligence check. Mm. 7. You, Simmerforge, you see an elf, a cat, and a dog. Uh, mm. Leo, you see a orc, a cat, and a kobold. As you Whoa. guys are walking along. <laughs> as yeah. As you guys are walking along, um, you see the orc stop and go, what the fuck? And now we're back where we ended last episode. So... Uh, both of you groups, do you see what's going on in the alley or do you just leave the orc to his devices? I thought, do I see an orc or an elf? Uh, sorry. Did I say elf? I meant to say orc. Uh, both okay. times. Okay. Yeah.
4: Okay. Sorry. okay. My I mean, bad. That was confusing.
1: Bad. me. That that was what really threw me off. <laughs> yeah. The differences between the two the is the dwarf saw a dog and the yeah, c- yeah, yeah. Uh, lion saw a freaking. Colonel. I was
4: trying to accommodate for seeing an elf and a dog, but gotcha now. Gotcha.
1: Yep. All right. So what do you guys do? Well, that's a cute little puppy. Come here, puppy. <laughs> oi, oi! The dog,
3: listen. It's like uh, all he's. You all need he's to train is... your dog better.
2: I heard this. Cobalt, you can speak. Scary kitty. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yep. I hate to suck fucking southern cities.
1: <laughs> Alright, uh, as you guys, uh, meet up and, uh, uh, go near the orc, uh, I'm assuming a few of you guys look into, uh, the alley?
0: Yeah, I, give it a peek.
1: I, yep. I want yep, yep. all of you to make a perception check and tell me if you get 16 Ooh. or higher. 19. That's one. 8 mm-hmm. 10. <laughs> you don't make it, you don't make it, Cobalt? Nope, you don't make it. Okay, I'm going to tell uh, what the majority sees, then I'm going to tell you what the dwarf sees. You guys uh, look into the alleyway, and if we were to imagine this like a cinematic scene, uh, we would see this from, like, a bottom-up angle, and you see a man with a serpent's mask on a uh, dais built onto the dirt. It's made of wood, and he looks like he's speaking to no one. And you see an egg before him, and he goes, By the blessings of the Leviathan, we have been granted a sacrifice for this day. And he looks around, Be joyous that the world shall end with the proclivities of man. And he looks around and hisses, looking apparently at nothing. And he goes, A lamb has been chosen to have the benefits of God. And you see that he's chewing something. As he uh, chews, you see like rainbow dust coming out of his spittle. His gums are receding, and uh, his fingertips are purple. He looks around, pointing a staff of a coiling serpent with eyes made of simmering gold. And he says... I have been chosen to lead, and I shall show our first conquest. And he basically slams down the staff onto the egg. What do you guys do? Was there a difference in what people saw? There is, but I want uh, to know specifically what does Cobalt and they do. Uh, okay, cool, 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 cool. yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. What do they do specifically? Then I'll mention it. Um,
0: I'm gonna kind of. Take a couple steps back and um, yeah. grab my horn mm-hmm. and hold it. Hold it close for now.
1: Yep. What do you two do? Does Cobalt know what type of egg this is? Uh, make a history check. Tell me if you get twelve or higher. yeah uh, Nineteen. It, it. It is an egg you've never seen before. Cobalt has seen many eggs, and honestly, it's been a passion for you to like a mild hobby to look at different eggs and this one seems it's hard to describe stitched together is the best thing to say because like certain sections has different colors to it and it looks like it's already cracked but like semi fused together you know like after a surgery like reconnecting like a piece of the skull or like a part of your body you have that black lining that's what the egg looks like it looks like it's cracked but staying together and this this person looks like they're about to try and smash that egg. He doesn't try to smash it. He does like a magician's tap of a hat.
0: Okay, just making sure. Like, a, would have been a completely it's, different thing if it looked like they're about to yeah. smash onto it. Yeah, sorry,
1: sorry. I misworded. He does like a little tap on the egg, like a magician would do to show a bunny. What does Dust and Mega do?
2: He does. Readies his short bow and okay. fires arrow not All right. Not where it's going to hit him, but where he can hear it. Okay. Because I noticed he took the numb tongue.
1: Yep. That is correct. Mega. It's like, you know what? Uh just
2: because like just because like he's not really sure of this situation, it's kinda of freaking him the fuck out.
0: Yeah. Where there once was a cobalt, there is now a a a
1: five foot uh, five foot box. Mm-hmm. Alright. <laughs> Wait, so you're doing a minor illusion of a box? Yes. <laughs> all right. Now, uh, with Simmerforge, what you see, what the party doesn't see, is you see phantoms all around this figure. They're shimmering like a, a mirage. And as he speaks, you can see that they're speaking back, but no one can hear it. What does Simmerforge do?
3: Yeah, there's, there's a or a
4: lot of them. Mm-hmm that's what I say to them friends, right. like because they wouldn't see them I'm like I no, hope that it, we would
1: yeah give them a little information there all right so what do you uh do you do anything else besides uh just uh give them a slight hint that uh something's wrong well like uh, let me let me ask him but we, should we take them out and what do you guys say
0: uh what do you mean them <laughs>
3: all of them that's good
0: There's, I only see one one
3: no the creepy ones too Okay then, um, I just you don't see the creepy ones.
0: Give them a pat on the head. Sure, I do.
3: Mm-hmm. Oi, don't you pat my head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, I kind of like swatted away.
4: <laughs> all right. As I, as I heard him, how many the are part. there? Like, how, can I point? Can I count them? Or are they like way too many to count? Are they like under ten?
1: Uh, there's actually uh, twelve of them. Invisible.
3: They're all around. There's
1: a dozen like, or so.
2: As I hear that i point up my bow just in time to shoot an arrow more towards the sky
1: okay
4: and i say all oh, to good. hell with it and i use my my flash i, I forget okay. i actually like renamed my shit like it has an like an idiot so i can't play with the names Like the name it flashed yeah but
1: okay uh so uh what does flash do exactly
4: the flash of light that streaks towards the creature of your choice within range and make a ranged spell attack gets a target on a hit the target takes four d6 radiant damage and the next okay, right. attack roll made against it's, the target before the end of your turn has advantage. Guiding bolt
0: is the the regular guiding name. bolt. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, so I want to uh, know uh, who are you aiming for? Are you aiming for the ringleader or uh, the cultist yeah. or the egg? Okay.
4: Well, okay, uh, I, 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 you were kind of breaking out for me whenever you were describing all that. I didn't want to. Um, I didn't want to stop you, but yeah. The ringleader and the cultist. So they're kind of talking to each other. Is that what's going on?
1: Uh, yes. I the ringleader is talking to an invisible audience.
4: Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely aiming for the ringleader, and, like, not for the egg, though.
1: Okay, okay. You aim for the ringleader. Uh, Is it a uh, throw against his AC, or is it a saving throw? It's an attack roll. Okay, Yeah, it's, a,
4: it's an attack roll.
1: All right. Oh, pretty
4: good. Uh, 17 plus 5, 22. You hit. Do damage. It's 46. Oh, that'll be fun. 15. Yeah.
1: 15 damage. Yeah. Uh, His mask breaks away, and it looks like you left a permanent scar on his face. He looks up with blood dripping down his face. And he goes, Hi, I see I have visitors.
0: This has been House Common Blood. The intro music by White Sand, Promise, and the outro music by Darren Curtis, Time's Up. Any music and sound effects used in this episode are royalty-free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. Word by mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. That check better be in the mail.